Welcome to another exciting broadcast episode of The Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today we have a fascinating subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about how a man, one particular man, has a hundred prior arrests. And he was just arrested again because the judges keep releasing him and the parole boards keep releasing him. Let me repeat that. This criminal has a hundred arrests and they are still releasing him. So we're going to ask the questions today. You know, at what point in time does society get rid of somebody? I mean, why are we playing these games with this guy? This guy is obviously a career criminal. He obviously is just committing crime. That's all he does. Why don't we put him to death? Why don't we? Maybe there should be a law. I'm asking. Maybe there should be a law that says the hundredth time you get arrested, you get executed. Or at least, you know, and, and yeah, you get your appeals, put it through the court systems. But at the end of the day, if you come and keep in mind, police only make arrests about one out of every 10 crimes that someone commits. The clearance rate for like car theft or graffiti or theft, it's only about 10%. So this, what this means is this person has committed a thousand crimes, but he's been arrested a hundred times. So you have this person, their entire life basically is spent committing crimes And they're out committing more crimes because parole boards keep releasing them and judges keep releasing them. I'm suggesting an alternative path here, people. I'm suggesting that by the time you've been arrested 100 times, you face the death penalty. That's it. I I don't even care what the crimes are for. There just comes a point in time when you go, yeah, this person is just causing trouble, mischief. It's not going to change. So what are we doing here, people? Why, why Why do we want this person alive? What value are they adding, whether they're incarcerated or not? And if you incarcerate them, it's $50,000 a year for the taxpayer. Do I want to spend $50,000 a year on, for the rest of their life for somebody that has 100 prior arrests? No, I don't. No, I don't. So I'm just suggesting, I'm throwing out the idea. I know it's not currently the law. But I'm suggesting maybe we should start passing laws that says the hundredth time when you reach 100 arrests, you know, you get put to death. You face the death penalty. That's what I'm suggesting. So let me read you this article. It's from the New York Post. And, you know, you could draw your own conclusions. You have every right to disagree with me. That's fine. I'm just throwing it out there, people. Let me read you this article about this criminal. And I ask you, do you really want this person walking around or do you want to pay $50,000 a year for the rest of his life if he's incarcerated? Or would you rather we just execute him and be done with it? That's what other countries would do. Not every other country, but some. Some would put him to death long before he would reach 100 arrests. So here's the article from the New York Post. The New York Post newspaper is one of the oldest newspapers and continuous publication in the United States. Here's the article, quote, New York City ex-con with 100 prior arrests charged with hate crime and anti-Asian graffiti, according to the cops, unquote. Here's the article, quote, an ex-con with about 100 prior arrests was charged with a hate crime this week for allegedly spray painting an anti-Asian slur on a Queens liquor store, the cops said. Angel Mario, spelled M-A-R-I-O, age 43, was arrested on Tuesday and hit with two counts of criminal mischief, one as a hate crime, as well as with raps of making graffiti and aggravated harassment in connection with the April 19th vandalism, authorities said. Mario got off the A train at Far Rockaway Mott Avenue, that's New York City, at the station at 10.45 p.m. He walked to a bus stop at the corner of Mott Avenue and Beach Channel Drive, where he allegedly targeted Mott Avenue liquor and wine, the cops said. He spray-painted the words, fuck you, gook, 
on the front gate of the business, police said. That's in the newspaper article. Quote, Mario then fled on an arriving bus, the cops said. The New York Police Department said its hate crimes task force was investigating the incident as it released surveillance images of the suspect late last month. Mario, whose address is listed as the Kingsborough Star Men's Shelter in Crown Heights, has at least 100 unsealed arrests, the New York Police Department said. He has served about a year in state prison on a grand larceny conviction before he was released on parole in 2020, state correction records show. He previously spent four years in state prison for the criminal sale of a controlled substance and was released in 2012, according to the records. Most of his prior arrests are for larcenies or graffiti, the police said. And of course, larcenies are theft, serious theft cases. So there you have it. The guy's roaming around. He's spray painting businesses with whatever he wants and graffiti all over the businesses. He is stealing things. He has 100 convictions. He has served at least two and probably many more stretches in the state penitentiary. He's been put on parole. He's being fed at taxpayer expense at a homeless shelter, housed at a homeless shelter at taxpayer expense in New York City. And what does he do? Well, he's riding around probably on his free subway pass given by the taxpayers because he's not working and he goes and commits another crime. So here we are on crime number 101. And you want to bet he's going to be released by some judge that feels that he's misunderstood or feels that the system is so unfair to him. And they're going to put him right back on the streets and he's going to commit another crime. He's going to steal a purse. He's going to pickpocket somebody. He's going to steal a car. He's going to spray paint more businesses. Who knows who cares? I'm asking you people, when is enough is enough? Is enough. At what point does our society become too tolerant, too understanding, too lenient? Don't tell me that the system is structurally racist because he might be Hispanic. I mean, I'm going saying that based on his name. It seems like a Hispanic sounding name, Mario. I don't know. I'm just suggesting. And if you're going to sit there and go, the judges are releasing him because the system is racist. BS. I don't buy that. He's got 101 arrests. So I say we throw away the key. We kill him. We execute him. I mean, give him his fair trial. Give him a fair appeal. Put him up on the Supreme Court. And when you find out that it's all true and, yeah, he's just a criminal. That's who he is. That's what he is. That's what he's going to be. Then we execute him. And I'm fine with a public execution. You want to hang him. You want a firing squad. You want a guillotine. You tell me. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm just saying, at what point do we stop feeding him? At what point do we stop housing him, giving him free subway passes, probably a free telephone, you know, free medical care, whether he's incarcerated or not? Right now we're doing it at a homeless shelter. Is he out looking for work? Is he working a job? He's 42 years old and he's out there committing more crimes. What about the owner of that business, that liquor store, the hardworking owner? Does he really need that in his life? Then he's got to go find somebody to get rid of that graffiti and pay for that. What does that do to his sense of security in that neighborhood? And, and the hundred other people that he's victimized with arrest. And keep in mind, he's probably committed a thousand crimes. He's only been caught 10% of the time. That's our clearance rate in America. Cops can't be everywhere at all times. So he's committed a thousand crimes. He's been arrested a hundred times. Now it's 101. At what point, people, do you have, say it's enough? Judges stop letting him out. Parole boards stop letting him out. Somebody sentenced this guy to death. I know you'd need a statute. You'd need a law. You'd need a state legislature to step forward and say, yeah, you know, 100 arrests, you're out. It's, you're done. We don't need you in our society anymore. 
I, I don't know what else to say. Do you want to set up an island somewhere where you, once you hit 100 arrests, you get sent to that island forever? I'm good with that. I don't want to pay for them on that island. I'm just fed up, people. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and, and that we're tolerating this in this country? Don't we have better things to spend our money on? You know, I mean, right now we have our politicians running around paying for every other country's wars in the world while they leave our own borders undefended. They're giving away billions and billions of dollars of our taxpayer money to other countries while our country is $31 trillion in debt, can't pay its bills. Our people don't have national health care, don't have a child care system, but we spend a trillion dollars on the military. And now this, you know what I'm talking about. We are spending on millions of criminals in this country a fortune. We are spending billions, if not trillions of dollars on these criminals. And it's a shell game. They commit a crime. We put them in for a little bit. They get out. They commit a crime. We put them in for a little bit. They get out. Where's the dividing line? When does society get to say it's enough? When does the taxpayer get to say it's enough? When does somebody start to look out for the victims and the community? Are you tired of walking the streets and look? And the streets look like a war zone in your city? Is it even safe to walk the streets anymore? Would you even dare to walk the streets of any major city at night anymore? Why are these people out walking around? You know, and I'm not talking just about violent offenders. I'm talking about this guy. This guy is a nonviolent offender. And people say, oh, nonviolent offenders don't belong in jail. They don't belong in prison. Yes, they do. Look at this guy. He does belong in jail or prison for the rest of his life. And he probably belongs dead. I'm not saying anyone should harm the guy. I'm saying there should be some debate. There should be a legislative discussion. The courts should review the legislation to make sure it's constitutional. But the courts have repeatedly upheld the death penalty. The federal government, it's federal law to have the death penalty. And in half the states, more than half the states have the death penalty. So don't tell me that it's not legal to execute someone who commits crime. It is. And that's not a cruel or, or unusual punishment. I mean, when you commit a thousand crimes and you're arrested 101 times, well, that's not cruel and unusual to get a punishment when you've already served stints in prison and didn't stop you. What's next? I suggest maybe it's execution. I mean, you may say, well, that's a little harsh. You know, Charles, you're just an ex-prosecutor. Well, yes, I am an ex-prosecutor, a former prosecutor. But I got to say, I mean, what do you want the prosecutors and the cops to do? Just keep arresting them and the judges keep letting them out. The parole boards keep letting them out because they have sympathy for the criminals and not for the victims or the community or the taxpayer. When is enough is enough. If we are tolerating criminals like this in our midst and empowering them and feeding them and giving them free medical care and free housing and free phones and free subway passes, when do we tell them you don't, if you don't work, you don't eat, right? If you commit crimes, you don't eat. At, w at what point do they have a stake in this game? What about holding some people accountable? accountable? What about starting with people like this? I mean, if this guy doesn't deserve life in prison or an execution, I don't know who does. And for those people out there that say, well, he hasn't raped or killed anyone, well, not that you know of. Do you think a guy like this would stop at that? Do you think he would really care? Do you think he's afraid of going to prison? No, -uh, he's 42 years old. Don't give me this, uh, you know, the poor guy, oh, he's misunderstood. Maybe he's an immigrant. Oh, we should feel sorry for him. I don't feel any pity for this man whatsoever. I feel pity for his victims. I feel pity for the taxpayer. I feel vic pity for the community. I do not feel any pity for this man. And I suggest maybe you shouldn't either. I don't know. You can think about it. See what you would decide on it. Maybe you'll get a vote someday, somewhere, somehow. Maybe our society might eventually start listening to victims and taxpayers and community members. But until that time, as America seems to be in rapid decline, I ask you this. 
What does this mean for the decline and fall of America? I am Charles Factor, your worldwide podcasting host, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the great Misty Beyond, wishing you a great day.